We believe that we all have a true voice within, one that when accessed allows us to live a life of true happiness and fulfillment. Through conversations and shared experiences, we'll help you discover the key to achieving this freedom and understand who you are at a deeper level. We'll assess not only how we are unique and powerful, but also integrate why by enhancing your life and giving that inner voice the strength you need to succeed. Welcome to Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice with your hosts, Mandy Keene and Mike Ryan. Okay, so what about this one? This is our next topic here. What about the old way of the past doesn't equal the future? Oh, see, this one's tricky because that is such a seductive old way, right? Like... I know I believed that and I, because I wanted to believe it. The past doesn't equal the future. It's like, ah, I can start over. I mean, why do we like new year's, right? And sending new year's resolution. I'm going to do this. And, and, you know, it's starting fresh and believing that the past doesn't have any sort of effect on the future. It's, it's very sexy and seductive and, and it would be, it's fun to believe in it. If it, if it worked the danger, and I know my experience and friend, I know you have your story too, is by believing this, I minimized what I went through in my past. I minimized my, my upbringing. And I know for myself, I felt shame around some of the things that were hard for me to do and hard for me to, that, that seemed harder for me to, to do than other people. As you know, I'm a terrible cook and I've always been really awkward in the kitchen and I was never raised to, to learn how to do that. And that's just one example out of many but it mattered how what I went through in my in my childhood. But because I minimized it and I minimized the way that I was raised, and I'm not saying this to blame my parents. My parents are beautiful, beautiful people. And just like your parents and everybody else's parents, we're all here doing our best. But for me, my, you know, the issues that I developed in my childhood that we all have, you know, trauma and survival responses that we developed in our childhood. Because I believed my past doesn't equal the future, because I bought into that old way, I never sought therapy. I never, I never had any sort of conversations around why am I picking out the most narcissistic, commitment phobic jerk that my best friend, like, have you ever liked any guy I've ever dated except my man, you know, Curtis today? Have you ever liked any of the men I've dated, friend? Nope, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Curtis is the first one. Exactly. Like, why, why was I and here I am, you know, I've been this coach since I was 21 years old. Why was I always attracted? You put me in, I used to joke that you put me in a room full of a thousand men. I'm going to pick the most commitment phobic, cold, mean jerk out of all of them. I'd be like, that one. I want that one. I'm going to go for that one. Why? Why was I doing that? I, I never even looked in the rear view mirror of why I was going down that, that road. And it was because I bought into that old belief. And it cost me a lot of pain and suffering. That's why I'm very passionate about helping people realize the danger in believing this because we shouldn't minimize our past we need to look at it well we have to look at because like you like you said if you don't let it out it will leak out right and you know my story is really about that 
when you look into my past, I grew up in a, a very abusive household. My father was an abusive person mentally, verbally, and with some of us even physically. If I had taken the stance, uh, which I did actually for a long time, that the, uh, the past doesn't equal the future. And that's just something that I went through. And, you know, I can choose now how to live. Well, that worked for me for so long, but not letting it out, not letting it out, it ended up leaking out. You know, the, the, the new way, when we talk about the new way, it, it is the way out of suffering is actually moving forward into the past. And this is what Mate talks about and also others. Like for myself, one of the things that I realized after going through a two-year depression and not knowing what caused it, you know, living many, many years thinking that I'm content and happy and, and there's no issues and the past doesn't equal the future. And then finding out one day that, no, it does affect you. I, I realized I actually have PTSD from my traumatic childhood. Yeah. And so when you look at what PTSD causes, like we are just now learning and really understanding as a human species what PTSD does. Do you know back in, I think it was even just the, the Vietnam War and World War II, like not too long ago, soldiers would come back and show signs of PTSD and they didn't even know what PTSD was at that time. They, they would actually label them as crazy. And now people that come back from war, soldiers that come back from war, it is understood that PTSD causes depression and anxiety and so many other negative emotions. And what we're learning now with Mate's work is that it's not just war. It's not just those traumatic experiences. It can be a traumatic childhood. It can be an upbringing. It can be the way that you were treated in school when you were little, right? What you went through in your teenage years, you know, again, Mate says anytime you're not authentic to yourself. So how many times have I had to put on a mask, you know? And so if you really want to understand what, what PTSD does in the brain, you know, re read, read books like Waking the Tiger by, by Peter Levine. You know, he's, he's one of the experts in PTSD and leaders and, and thought leaders in, in what PTSD does and the lasting effects that it can have. If I had continued along in my life saying, I don't need to look at my past. I would just continue suffering from PTSD. I would continue this depression, this anxiety, and would never know the true cause of it because I wouldn't be willing to look at it. So being able to look at what happened in your past and being able to learn how to resolve it. And these are the things that you can do in, in therapy, in you know cognitive behavioral therapy, or in EMDR. Uh, and there are many other ways to do this as well. But resolving your past and moving through it I know you, this is a, a, a subject that you love to talk about too. Talk a little bit more about what Mate says about the way out of suffering is moving forward into the past. Love to. You know, I'm a huge fan of Mate. Before I do that, friend, I would love if you if you feel comfortable sharing how, what did it do for you? Because I remember the phone call of you calling me and saying, I finally get why I'm depressed. I remember that. Yeah. Can you share with everyone, like, what did it do for you? I know it didn't instantly cure your depression, but what did it do for you when you finally understood really where your depression came from? Well, it was really validating. And I spent a lot of time really being confused, not knowing why I felt the way that I felt. There's nothing more bothersome than, than feeling 
terrible and feeling bad and not knowing why. Like if you know why, if somebody upset you or or something happened in your life and it was upsetting or troubling, well, then you you know why you don't feel good, right? But just to out of the blue, not know and, and be completely out of control. So it, it gave me back a sense of control to realize, oh, this is what caused it. And it also gave me a, you know, a sense of validation. And also the fact that I remember realizing finally, like, oh, none of this is my fault, right? None of this is my fault. Like what I experienced in my childhood that led to some of these issues now that, that was caused by PTSD, realizing, oh, anyone would have manifested the same thing in their life, would, would find that they would struggle with depression, struggle with anxiety at some point in their life. Like, and it's amazing how the brain will repress and suppress things because it knows that you're not able to handle it. Like th- looking back on it and the, some of the work that I've done with my therapist, I've realized that what I went through uh, as a child was so intense that in order to survive, my brain had to you know, lock it away for a little while because I, I, I literally could not deal with it or take it at the time. And the, the depression coming out, you know, what, 20, 30 years later or more, was the mind saying, okay, we need to deal with this now. And that there was suddenly now a reason and a purpose behind the depression. It was, it was my mind saying, you went through something terrible that needs to be processed and needs to be reprocessed. Like that's one of the reasons why I love EMDR because you reprocess those, those traumatic thoughts into something that doesn't affect you as much. So it really gave me a sense of validation, control, understanding. It wasn't my fault. And now, and now I know what to do to get better. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing. Spending so long not knowing what to do to get better and trying things that, that, that didn't work. When you finally realize you know, how, how to get better, it's a journey. It's not instant, but it's, it's so freeing to be able to finally understand how to heal. Yeah, you know, I would, uh, you know, I know for myself with my migraines, when I finally, you know, figured out certain foods and stressors and things that were causing it, even though it didn't cure it right, right away, it took a lot of the fear away because it's scary, isn't it? Like, I know that you had to deal with a lot of fear on top of your depression because you're like, what is happening? Like, I don't know. Like yeah. you're going through something, you know, emotionally like depression or anxiety or something physical like me with the migraines and you don't know what's causing it. You're right. You perceive yourself as out of control. And I know for myself, it triggered a lot of fear, even, even sometimes terror of like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so out of control. But when you figure out, Oh, there's, there's a reason for this. And now I know how to take my, my power back and be able to, to heal. There's a sense of peace, right? Just a little bit of sense of peace. Like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Cause now I know what it looks like to heal. Now I know what, what the cause is. 
And, you know, that's one of the the dangers of minimizing our history and our past. And I find that this isn't just in the self-help. I mean, it's definitely in the self-help, but it's also in our culture. I just heard Mate talk about how, you know, he's from Canada and there was a a shooting a couple years back in in Canada and he got invited to interview as, as one of the mental health experts to interview the shooter and to find out anything that could you know, find out about the mental health of the shooter. What he shared was really interesting. He said there were two other psychologists that went and interviewed the shooter. One of them didn't even ask him about his childhood, which kind of surprises me, but that was, that was the case. The second one just asked him a few shallow questions about his childhood and put in his case file that he had a relatively happy childhood. Mom was a really nice, good mom. Dad drank, but was a good father. Like, and that's it. And then Mate, such a cool guy he is, he walks in and he says he sat down with this shooter and he talked to him for 45 minutes on his childhood. And he discovered that his dad was a severe alcoholic and would yell at him and physically abuse him. His mom was mentally checked out. She wasn't able to nurture and love him like, like a lot of children need from a mother figure. He got bullied in school and never told anyone. He shared how mm. he had a teddy bear that he came home to and cried and talked to his teddy bear. And, you know, that story to me just puts a light on how just ignorant our culture is and our world is with looking at, you know, what happened to us. It's not our fault, but it is our responsibility to heal. And, and part of that is putting a value and awareness on what we went through. That's why like we love the new way, you know, we like to quote Mate is the way out of suffering is moving forward into the past. That's the true way to freedom. The old way of the past is equal to the future. That just keeps us in denial. That just keeps yeah. us in denial. And it like, I, I wouldn't be married to the man of my dreams today if I still believe the past equals the future. I remember I got to give my therapist credit. I remember the very first session of my therapist session, I sat down and he said, all right, tell me about dad when you were this high. And he put his hand really low to the ground. And I remember being shocked. Like, uh, I, uh, uh, like I wasn't used to talking about my childhood. It was foreign to me. Well, and I want to talk about this too, because I remember yeah. what you what you said. And it's so interesting because I, I, I wanted to talk about this anyway. What you said, the first thing that you said to your therapist when he asked you, tell me about dad when you were this high, was, I love my dad. He's a great dad. He's <laughs> right, yes. a and it, it took some time for him to kind of dig in and get you to like admit what you went through. But I just want to say that because I, I really want to normalize, you know, what we go through as as children and then what we experience as adults because you know there's this protection thing about our parents like totally. we, we love our parents we care about our parents we don't want them to feel bad about like what they did right but all of us okay i won't say all i'll, I'll say 95 percent or more of us have messed up childhoods like in some way whether totally. it was from our siblings or from both parents or one parent or or whatever. And here's the deal, you know, like I talk about my father, he was extremely abusive, but guess what? He was abused, right? Like that's, that's where it came from. He didn't know any better. He was doing the best he could, right? And so 
all of our parents have done the best they could, but if we're not willing to look at it because uh, we're too afraid of how it might upset them, then we're not going to end the cycle. Well, and you bring, you bring up something that's such a good point of like, you know, you and I don't have children of our own. So I know our brains don't go here. But when I talk to my girlfriends who are mothers, whenever I share with them this insight, they immediately go to guilt and shame about how mm. they're parenting. And I just want to address that for those of you who are listening and you're a parent, you're like, oh no, I'm messing up my kids and you're really worried about it. I'm going to quote Mate on this. He says, do you think you're messing up your kids? Well, you are. <laughs> but he says, but he says, you know, good news is, and I remember he had his hand up high. He's like, okay, let's say your parents messed you up to here. Well, and then he lowers his hand. You're only going to do up to here, you know? And that's why it's so important uh... to have compassion because guess what? If you're a parent and you're listening to this and you might be beating yourself up, that's not going to lead to healing. It's important for you to have compassion for yourself that you truly have been doing your best as a parent. And I look at my parents and I look at the more I learn about my mom and my father and especially my mom and what she went through in her childhood, the more I'm like, hats off to that woman for raising us because it's like a miracle with the traumatic, abusive, scary, awful childhood that she had, you know, in a way I look at like, it was a miracle and a blessing of of what a great mom she really was despite that. And so I can have compassion for, for my parents. And then, you know, you look at their parents and so on. Like it didn't start with you. In fact, there's a book, I haven't read it, but Mate recommends it called, it didn't start with you. And it, Oh yeah. And I it, have that as well. Yeah. And it's about that generational trauma. And so here's the good news, especially those of you who are listening, who are parents, the more that you become aware of this, by the way, little commercial for Dr. Mate, not that we've already done this, but he also wrote a great parenting book called Hold On to Your Kids. But the point that I want to make is bringing awareness and value to your past. Your past matters. What you went through in your childhood matters. You might think that you had a quote unquote happy childhood. In fact, in this course that I'm taking with Mate, he has what he calls a happy childhood challenge, where anybody who's had a happy, thinks they had a perfect or happy childhood, he challenges them, and within minutes, he finds the trauma. Because here's the thing, trauma doesn't mean you were sexually abused, trauma doesn't mean that your, your parents were addicts, trauma doesn't mean that you were beaten. Trauma isn't what happens outside of you externally, trauma is what happens inside. So for many people, and I've had this conversation with many clients where their parents were wonderful, nice people. You would like, you could do like a cheesy, corny family TV show on how great their parents were, but they lacked some nurturing or they lacked some presence and that causes trauma. The absence of the care, the absence of presence, that alone could be traumatic as well. Yeah, I think the main point here is, and this is one that we can't like dive into so much details as far as the new way, because the new way really involves you doing your own inner work, which always involves some sort of professional to help you within therapy and counseling, Amen. Um, doing, doing EMDR, getting into cognitive behavioral therapy, like we, we all need it. But it's it's the awareness when when your past can cause the same thing to happen in your brain and in your experience as somebody who went through war, 
I think it's important to look at. That's right? such a good point. <laughs> I think it's important to look at at that point, you know, and I wanted to bring that up again, you know, recently, you know, we've seen such an outcry against bullying. You know, you mentioned this earlier, but how long has bullying gone on and we haven't talked about it and we just have accepted it as part of our past. I think, I think 70, 80% of us, 90% of us, unless you were the bully, can relate to being bullied as a child, being bullied in, in, in school. And we just think that we just get over these things. Trust me, we don't. And so becoming more aware of your past and learning to reprocess it, learning to move through it and understand it. It's a journey. It's not going to be immediate happiness, but it will lead to happiness. And that's what, you know, we can, we, we promise to always tell you guys the truth. Like we're not going to tell you the easy thing because it would be easy for us to say, Past doesn't equal the future. You can change right now today. And we could probably sell you a program and a seminar in, in 10 minutes just talking to you about that. But, but the truth is that the journey to happiness, especially if you're dealing with some depression, some anxiety, or some things that you can't explain or understand, the journey is looking at the past and, and reprocessing it, becoming aware of the effects of it, and, and ending the cycle. Like, like you said, friend, if your parents like messed you up to here, then you know you could mess up your children to to here, and it's a lower, you know. And then, and then your children, you know, what they can learn and what they can then like pass on to their children, and and before you know it, we will we will rid ourselves of this, you know, childhood trauma. But it's something to d- definitely take a look at. It's a big piece to really true freedom and true happiness. Is I would say being able to eventually let go of the past. And and it takes courage to look at it because guess what, you guys, it ain't a party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This isn't. There, there's a reason why I've never heard someone go, "Hey, I'm going to my therapist today." (laughs) Woohoo! You know, but going to a seminar, that's fun. Going to a an event, you know, that could be fun. And not to say that that's not healing and that's not amazing too, and that absolutely could be. But just know the reason why this isn't talked about is because. There, there's not a lot of marketing and advertising behind it. It's kind of like fruits and vegetables. It's what works, but it's not necessarily sexy and it's not necessarily fun. But we're here to tell you, being on this long, you know, yellow brick road journey of our own, that it's so worth it. We wish that we had that awareness 20 years ago, but we were meant to go through that to be able to give it to you. And I just want to say something about bullying because it's, it's such a... You know, we, we see that stop bullying. And here's the thing that I'd like to say that I know may sound controversial, but hopefully you'll understand it. If we really want to stop bullying, guess what we need to do? We need to look at the bully. That's what we need to do. We need to not just, just shame and hate the bully because guess what? Hurt people hurt. If there's right. someone that is bullying, there's a reason behind it. You know, one of my favorite movies, you know, I love like the rom-coms. One of my favorite movies with Zac Efron, 17 again, there's a really funny scene. I think you can YouTube it if you haven't seen the movie where he confronts a bully. He confronts about, you know, why he is a bully. And it's like these three reasons and he's got, you know, the basketball and he's, he's doing it. And it's, it's a cute, funny Hollywood scene. But one of the reasons why I'm bringing it up and, and why I'm referencing it is he's not, he's right in being able to look at why is he a bully? And that's what we need to do. Instead of being scared of the bully and instead of hating the bully, because that's what we've been doing. And is it working? 
No, it's not. Shaming the bully, hating the bully is, is not working. What we need to do is understand the bully. Then we take the bully's power. You know, in that movie, and again, it's Hollywood eyes, but he understood why he was. So that's why he wasn't afraid of him. And he, and he, and he took his power back. That's what we do in, in all of our relationships. You know, anyone that we don't understand, we have a theme here. If we judge, it's just simply because we don't understand. And a lot of it, yeah. whether it's we judge ourselves or we judge, uh, say, a shooter, which is awful, I'm not justifying that behavior at all, but it's important that we start to understand why. Because then as a collective, as a human species, the more we can have the, these types of conversations, the more we can start to help each other heal and really evolve emotionally. That's all for this episode of Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice. And we hope you found a new way to look at living a life of freedom, happiness, and fulfillment. For more ways to understand yourself and those around you, be sure to visit us online at understand.me. Until the next episode, we look forward to helping you live your true voice.